This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. friends welcome to the muscle helmets podcast i'm your host damon damien hey buddies boy i'm excited to bring you this sweet sweet treat of an episode because today i'm hanging i'm chatting with the owners of sweet action ice cream miss sam and mr chia now for those of you who live outside of denver or maybe been living under a rock sweet action is denver's premier ice cream shop hell they're probably one of the premier ice cream shops in the world um, they're posts for world domination of ice cream, and they're making their sweet, sweet moves in their quest for all inside your grocery store aisles. They're starting out small with places like Whole Foods, Tony's Market, and Newt's Vegan Market, but soon you will be able to find them, hopefully worldwide, in every grocery store in America. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm hanging out and I'm talking to an ice cream shop for a punk rock podcast, but the reason is simple. Uh, these are This is a, a young couple who once upon a time lived in the New York punk rock scene, fell in love, uh, moved to Denver, and decided to open an ice cream shop, and this is their story. And I like the idea that you can still be a part, you can still participate, you can take the things you learn from the punk rock world or the music world in general and apply it to things elsewhere in life and find success. Um, it's not all or nothing, the music scene, and hopefully hopefully one day I can learn some of these lessons and find some success in my own life. You know, monetarily, of course, this is super successful emotionally for me, and I, and I, I love you all. And uh, stop talking about that. Um, before we get into this chat with Sam and Chia, I wanted to mention that uh, Thursday, July 28th, is my uh, birthday party of sorts. UMS is kicking off this weekend in Denver. The owners of Mutiny Information Cafe came to me and said, Hey, Damien, do you want to do a Mostly Harmless talk show on Thursday night to kick things off? Mutiny, of course, is going to be doing their mile-high parlay stage. Uh, awesomeness surrounded by a free show in the middle of UMS. And there's going to be tons of other UMS action going on up and down the block. Some of it free. Most of it's going to cost you some money. And we get to help kick this off in an unofficial capacity. Um, I turned 35 on August 2nd, and a bunch of my friends, a bunch of really great people have birthdays coming up, and we decided, well, let's do a let's do a birthday show to help ease my turning 35 woes. So we're going to be hanging out, telling birthday stories of woe and uh, ridiculous awesome adventures with uh, Virgil Dickerson, owner of Suburban Home Records and PR guy for uh, Suburban Legal Pete's. We're gonna be hanging out with Jeff Allen, graphic designer, uh, owner of Fun Is Okay. Uh, you've if you've seen any records in the last couple of years coming out of Denver, Jeff's done all the artwork for those. We've got Scooter James, punk rock singer songwriter who was in Pinhead Circus, Tin Horn Prayer, and Old Hickory. He's gonna be the musical guest for the night. We have a super super special comedian guest is Janae Burris, who is not a Leo birthday, but she's still super badass. So uh, we've got free beer from Ratio Beerworks. I'm going to be giving away Riot Fest tickets. There might be some cake, maybe even a little ice cream. So why don't you come down, hang out, watch us get stupid and ridiculous at Mutiny Information Cafe tomorrow, July 28th.
probably should have promoted this a little bit earlier. And a super special thanks to our uh, spon- longtime sponsors at Ratio Beer Works and RatioBeerWorks.com. We got some cool stuff coming up with the Ratio Sessions. And speaking of Ratio Sessions, it was originally inspired by a, uh, well, let me, let me tell you the story. It was a hot and sweaty night at Three Kings Tavern. My good friend Paul introduced me to this guy, Chia, who just happened to own Sweet Action Ice Cream. We hit it off really quickly and really well. We started brainstorming of ways so we could collaborate. We came up with this idea to have bands come to Sweet Action. We'd do interviews with them eating ice cream, which I still think is a wonderful idea, and hopefully we'll get to do it one day. Uh, eating ice cream, talking about their love of ice cream sweets, who knows, and then maybe play a song or two. Uh, well, unfortunately, we couldn't figure out a way to make it happen with Sweet Action being as busy as they are, so the idea was shelved, and then later on when Ratio started, I took that same idea, and we took it there to Ratio Beer Works. But on that first meeting, I remember just how wonderful and awesome a guy Chia was that evening, and I'm probably going to say wonderful a lot about Chia and Sam because they're just so damned awesome. They're just so warm and welcoming and gosh darn it, just great people. Uh, you know, when I worked at Whole Foods Market, so many small business owners would come into the store and demo their product and try to, you know, sell it to us and to the customers. And, you know, some of them were not as awesome as you'd like. And then some of the owners were just so wonderful that you would find yourself pushing that product even more uh, just because the people were so great and the product is so great. Well, I, I, I'm happy to tell you that Sam and Chia, they are just as great. You know what? They're better than their ice cream. And their ice cream is damn good. I was just so blown away at just how fantastic it was to just be in their company. Um, I'd li- I need to find a girlfriend and maybe even have a kid so I can hang out with these guys and have like board game night some night at their house. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say it was just so nice and so sweet and so welcoming, uh, to join the couple in their Baker home. And we had a fun little chat. I think I was a little under the weather. I'm still a little under the weather now, but hopefully this summertime colds screw them. But, we get to go to Sam and Chia's house. We get to talk about punk rock and ice cream and sip on some beers while hanging out with their daughter, Opal, and their bulldog, Lamar Vanoy, who was, of course, named after the couple's, one of the couple's favorite bands, The Bouncing Souls. So uh, before we get into that chat with Sam and Chia about punk rock, ice cream, and doing it yourself, uh, let's let's listen to a little song. And of course, I mean, I already said it. It's got to be Lamar Vanoy from The Bouncing Souls, one of the all-time best bands in the world my good friends and yours i don't know what i'm, I'm just rambling now the coffee's all kicking in buddies all right this is lamar vanoy by bouncing souls and then we will go join sam and chia at their uh their very wonderful little house in denver Oh, no, no. 
excited. Yeah, thanks for And having yeah, us. thanks for like thinking of us. Thanks for wanting yeah. to do this. Thanks for being so flexible and coming up um, to our place. It's yeah. Well, no, no. Thank you for and I've already started. So let's get into it. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Like that's that's a big deal because we're we're essentially strangers. <laughs> well. I mean, only in the, we haven't seen each other very often, but we've mm-hmm. we've seen each other enough, and enough to know. I think we we have a good sense of people, and yeah, um, we've been together at some prime moments that <laughs> it's easy to make a decision and go, yes, that is somebody who's worth talking to, and somebody who's worth trusting. Well, I, I and you have a that. remarkably trustworthy face. Well, thank you. I mean, we both have beards. <laughs> we both like beards. I assumed all three of us. Like <laughs> Four of us. Opal is here. Uh, so yeah. So I'm hanging out at uh, Chia and Sam's house. The owners of Sweet Action High Cream, with their daughter Opal and their wonderful dog Lamar. L- Lamar Beloy. Lamar Vanoy. Oi 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 oi. I mean, we're all punk rock kids. Here. <laughs> yep. And so you were telling me, um, uh, Sam and Opal might disappear here in a minute. So this will be on and off, but it's all good. Um, I was sitting in your ice cream shop a couple of weeks ago, right before I emailed you, and I was like, you guys had the Bad Brain shirt, the Op Ivy shirt, and we've met a handful of times through our my one of my best friends, Paul, Paul Gro. Mm. And uh, I was like, man, I love that what you guys have done and how it all kind of hopefully stems from that punk rock world. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how um, you can be into whatever we're into and still make a successful ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And we're drinking some beer, beer brewing uh, stuff out of yeah. ratio pint glasses. Well, you were nice enough to bring us some, bring us some pint glasses to. Uh, nice. I, they see they seem to be pretty empty on their own, so yeah, we well, figured we better put something in it. Thank you. Yeah, and this is yours, by the way. Oh, oh. you can have it. It's okay. Eventually. <laughs> oh, eventually. you can drink some iced tea, <laughs> some water, some uh, orange juice, whatever. Mm-hmm. Out of eventually. So, so you guys have been in Denver for what, close to ten years now? So I was I was born here. And oh, nice. moved around a bunch. Um, she, Sam, and I met in New York City in yep. I'm 2004. From, I'm from Boston and moved to New York, and we met in Boston. I mean, met in New York and then spent a lot of time in New York and then moved here. In 2007. Mm-hmm. So we've been here. This is uh, actually really close to 10 years exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. In September. It, I'm sure. Do you know Jim Norris? Jim Norris from yes. Mutiny. And- I actually saw him earlier today. Oh, nice. At a, at a funny situation. I uh, I interviewed him not long ago, and he was like, you know, the neighborhood's all downhill when I ice cream <laughs> shop moves in. <laughs> yeah. And he says it with love, of course. And um, so how did you guys choose the Baker neighborhood, the South Broadway? Or I guess North Broadway where you're at, but close Technically, to yeah. yeah. We're, so we uh, when we moved to Denver, we moved to this neighborhood. Um, we had done a, a, a little bit of research. Uh, it's hard to do effective research from afar, so we did we subletted for a little bit to do some kind of more hands-on research, uh, and found really only two neighborhoods that fit our uh, mentality, fit our vibe, reminded us of of New York, reminded us yeah. of Brooklyn, oh, mm-hmm. um, and Baker was certainly one of them. And it was it was places like the Skylark, it was places like Three Kings, um, it was just the walkability of the neighborhood. Walkability is key. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it felt like it felt like an urban neighborhood with a lot of like independent businesses, a lot of good things going on, a lot of music, a lot of musicians, a lot of art, um, movie theater, like all sorts of good stuff. So it was it was the destination, the neighborhood that we decided to live in, 
um, we didn't really have specific plans to open our own open our business or open an ice cream yeah. shop. Uh, it was maybe a year or two in. We'd both gotten kind of shitty jobs, um, <laughs> which I think made it easier to kind of take the plunge. But yeah. it was, you know, we looked at maybe we would open our own bar. Maybe we would do this. Maybe we would do that. She actually texted me. She was riding, she was on the bus one morning going to work and texted and was like, we should open an ice cream shop. Nice. And, we, and we should call it Sweet Action. Do you still have that text message saved somewhere? I wish. I don't. That was like three phones ago. That was on like your ago. Nokia. <sighs> yeah, my, no, my Nokia 3390. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. It happened really organically and, yeah. and it was a good idea. And we looked at it and we said, okay, we think we can, we think we can do this. We knew how to make ice cream, or we thought we did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we think we can fund this. We found a spot. The neighborhood needs it. And it all just kind of fell in place. Nice. And so, Sweet Action, where does the name come from? I know that's a bullshit question but I, I really like it because I'm often going like hey man oh, to my lady friends I'm like you want to get some sweet action mm-hmm. okay. and then we can get some ice cream I mean completely <laughs> honesty there is a female hipster porn magazine called sweet action nice. and yep. we thought it would be really funny to be an ice cream shop time. but we usually tell people that it's just like a term for like positive energy and mm-hmm. and, it, and it is that that's it where is it comes that from for too. sure and but that's a... where we first heard it yep so how did you guys end up in New York City? Um, I went to school there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. For what? Um, I went to school for English and publishing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I used to work in book publishing. And what brought you to Denver? Other um, than you were from here. Well, so we, we lived in New York together. We lived in Brooklyn, and our rent kept on getting higher and higher and higher, and we figured that we wouldn't be able to live the type of lifestyle that we wanted to live. We'd yeah. have to move further and further out, spend more time on the train, and we were like, forget it really love to snowboard and I wanted yeah. to come here and spend more time in the mountains which is funny because Denver's going through that same growth right now yeah 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 you guys absolutely. just got in here yeah we're, time. we're ahead of it yeah I had, I had moved to New York in 1998 into into Williamsburg and I felt like you know I was maybe like wave four yeah. of of the gentrifiers uh and we got pushed out you know probably about like wave 12 yeah. and now yeah now we're the same thing we open an ice cream shop on on Broadway and, and Jim Norris is going, oh man, the grit's gone. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, now we're, you know, we might've been like wave three or wave four here. And now we're watching wave 12 as, right. as all these other kids are moving in. Which is good for business. It's good <laughs> for business and it's, yeah. and it's good for the city and yeah. it, you know, it comes with problems, but that's one of the reasons we wanted to be in Baker. And one of the reasons we wanted to do what we wanted to do is we, we like uh, the urban energy. We like uh, like a vital neighborhood with a lot of things happening. Die. And um, so, you know, it, it comes with its, with its ups and downs, but all told, I'm happy that the city is growing. Yeah, it's doing well. And you guys are doing well. Um, I was reading, and th- this is a weird question because I'm somebody that hopes to be successful in some sort of, maybe, maybe one day somebody, anyway. Ha, no, could expound. Uh, no, that's, that's about it. No, um, <laughs> you guys just got a handful of small business loans from Chase, I read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we've recently expanded. It's very punk rock. And that's the, what the article said. That you guys got about a million dollars from Chase. Mm-hmm. And so, as somebody who, and and I know, I I know I struggle, and I'm sure you guys have struggled too. What is it like to have a million dollars? It's scary. Fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we never had it. To be honest. Right. Yeah. They wrote checks directly to the contractors. Like we never held right. anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it is it's it's weird having gone from from where we've come from to even like even owning your own business. You know, which um, 
it seems like something that's inaccessible. Yeah. Uh, certainly when I when I was growing up, not inaccessible, but not that not the plan. Um, to then the business being like successful and and you make some money and you put it back into the business and you're able to hire more staff and now you're you're paying rent for for them too and um, you know that's that's one of the things that we actually really enjoy about it is is being able to employ people and then they they can have a life as well. Um, but it, it, yeah, it got to the point where there was a few years where the business was doing well and we had developed a decent relationship with the bank and they kept coming and saying, well, what can we do for you? What can we do for you? They're going to make money on us. Uh, it's not entirely philanthropic. Uh, and then we finally were like, okay, well, yeah, we've got an idea. Here's what you could do for us. And then you put something together with those kind of numbers and it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Um, you know, I, I like the looks on your faces too when you're talking about it. You're like, it, it, it's still... There's like a look of disbelief still in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still, totally you're weird. like, oh, I've got a million dollar loan. And like, yeah, I'm going to pay for that for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, but it just, it, when we kind of approached them and we're like, here's what we're thinking. And they were like, well, here's, you know, how much it would take to buy a building. And here's what we think our budget is for construction and all that kind of stuff. Things that we never thought we would be involved in. Yeah. Um, and then when you finally tally those numbers and start signing papers, it's... And I never expected to be in that position. <laughs> and it all came out of like an ice cream shop with a punk rock theme. Yeah, we've been, we've been. I mean, you work for your luck. We certainly work hard, but yeah. it, there's there's an amount of luck to it. And not we have, think we have succeeded as an ice cream shop because we've kind of just done whatever the hell we wanted to do. <laughs> And the fact that enough other people have come in and said we appreciate that, we like that you're doing whatever the hell you want to do. Um, still amazes us. Nice. And then, like, so you guys are living in New York City. What are you guys doing in New York City before you moved back here or moved here to begin with? So I worked for Random House, okay. which is one of the biggest book publishers. Absolutely. Um, and and I was I was working in photo studios. Weirdly enough, I kind of fell into a job uh, working in high fashion photography studios. Couldn't take a picture to save my life. Still can't. But um, they needed somebody to wash equipment and put it into cases and send it on location shoots and unload vans and I'm, I'm good at that so for a while I was working working in that in a high fashion that's funny <laughs> yeah so yeah when we moved to Denver kind of book publishing in that level doesn't exist right. fashion photography doesn't exist at that level in Denver so we didn't look for jobs in those venues and decided to kind of go a different route yeah. mm -hmm. I ended up bartending for a corporate restaurant which I was, waited uh, tables oof. yep now you have a super successful business. Congratulations. Thank you. So how did you guys, you, you know, you're wearing a rocket from the Crip shirt. Um, Greatest band ever to walk the know, earth. You sell t-shirts that are bad brains and up Ivy themed. Mm -hmm. How did you guys discover punk rock? What was it like in... Uh... I mean, that age when I was a kid, I was in Arizona. And it was, it was through guys that I knew that I was friends with in high school. Um, you know, that I would get rides. We lived in kind of the same neighborhood, and so I'd get rides home from school, and Craig would play Fugazi tapes and Bad Brains tapes, and that, that was my initial introduction. His older yeah. brother, you know, would give him Soul Asylum tapes and <laughs> uh, REM tapes, and, you know, I'm old enough that this was the time when, you know, some of this stuff was, was just kind of getting onto MTV, yeah. but um, there, was no, there was no internet. There's no, there no none of that. All, all of it seemed so uh, underground. And from the very beginning, all of those things, it just, it just spoke to you. Maybe it's just because you hit it at just the right time when you're like 15 and you're, everything sucks and your parents suck and you're trying to you're express your identity and 
uh, all those things just like really connect. Um, and I, never gone back. I think for me too, my friend Bill, who I grew up with, um, same thing, driving in a car. He took me to my first punk rock show, which was the Mighty Mighty Boston's oh, awesome. and Hagfish. Hagfish. I know a bunch of the dudes in Hagfish. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> and then it grew from there. Um, just what we fell into. Um, so a lot of embarrassing Scott Punk, but um, I still like it. That's okay. Scott yeah, Punk is not is embarrassing. A, it's not embarrassing, but people will look at you with disdain. Yeah. I, I, I tell people this all the time. If you don't love Scott, you don't love America. Mm-hmm. I mean... They're not necessarily a ska band, but Goldfinger was one of my gateway bands. I like that bass you just made. I've seen Goldfinger probably over a hundred times. I've only seen them once. I've That's the them. worst thing. I saw them so much. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, I, my, my my birthday. One of my birthday gifts to you last year was was the uh, self-titled on vinyl. What? Yep. <laughs> I don't even have that. I need to get that. I got to interview the guitar player, the original guitar Charlie player, Paulson? Charlie Paulson. <laughs> Charlie. He's a great guy. We're Facebook friends, and he like comments on my stuff every once in a while. I'm like, guitar player, my favorite band is writing me on Facebook. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. Their, my... their number one fan is, is right here. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. We'll talk about that some more here in a minute. <laughs> so you guys are like living, working in this world. What, what brought you to New York City? Uh, chased a girl yeah, well, is the hey. simplest explanation of it. You know, I hit a point where I was, I dropped out of school. I was doing construction. Instructions fine. You've done everything. I've done a lot of weird things. Yeah. I've, I was a pizza delivery driver guy for a long time. I've, yeah, worked in high fashion, bartended plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I got to a point where wasn't really anything. I was living in Colorado Springs at that point. There wasn't or outside of Colorado Springs. There wasn't really anything for me there. And this girl was in New York, and a bunch of my friends had moved there, and it just seemed like the right thing to do. Uh, and I ended up there for close to ten years. You know, moved there with yeah. not much money and no vehicle and no place to live and you even like rented a place for a few months there with a with an odd roommate and then yeah. try to find an apartment and you had nowhere to go literally all my stuff's in a van and i don't know where i'm, I'm sitting in it i don't know where it's going yet um, you kind of you live that life for a while and then you two meet we met at a a Mets game at Chase Stadium. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for punk rock show, but that we'll, we'll deal with. That. We okay. we did we spent that summer going to a lot of punk rock shows. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met friends of friends at a baseball game. Uh, right after the day after, there's a big festival there called Siren Fest at Coney yeah. Island. We had both gone to Siren Fest, but didn't hadn't met each other, so neither of us had really slept the night before. <laughs> uh, then went to a baseball game with friends, kind of. The way, the way that I think we hit it off is that he has a rocket tattoo on, on his neck. And I said, oh, is that a rocket from the t- tr- rocket from the crypt tattoo? And he was like, oh, my God. Yep. She called me out on that and was like, you and I should talk. And I think it was only it was only a couple dates in. I remember where we were. We were at the International. We talked about And we were talking about, about music. Refused. Yeah. And, and Refused came up. And I was like, you like Refused? And she's like, I love Refused. And I was like, oh, we, I can't, like, we need to stay together. I'm... I'm not always the smartest guy, but I'm smart enough to know that I would be an idiot to pass that up. <laughs> I love it. I, I, and I, I never thought we were going to see Refuse, and then we, then we got to go see them yeah. when we, they came here a couple New, years well, ago. We flew to New York to go see them. Oh, that's right. And then, then they play here, yeah. like, two months later. Oh, man. That show was incredible. I, I saw the one here. I didn't, obviously didn't see the one in New York, but um, it's great. I, I actually never talked to couples, so it's kind of cool to hear your story and how you guys met. <laughs> uh, so where does ice cream fit into this? How did you guys start making ice cream? So in Boston, there's an ice cream shop 
around every corner. Like yeah. I, in suburban Massachusetts, you can drive down a weird country road and there's a dairy that's making its own ice cream. And driving through Colorado, we'd be going through these back roads and I was like, how is there not an ice cream shop here? And I'm still disappointed that there's not more just like random side of the road ice cream shops, but the population is much less, I guess. Um, so I'm obviously a huge fan of ice cream. Most people are, it's kind of a yeah. silly thing. Um, but we started making ice cream on our own in Brooklyn and just continue to do that just for fun, making different flavors, making what we mm -hmm. liked. Yeah, I'd gotten like, you know, just a little home two quart Cuisinart ice cream maker as a gift at some point. And uh, we bought the Ben & Jerry's recipe book. Yeah, well for a while, remember, we had a freezer that the door wouldn't work. even stay on. Yeah. <laughs> and the door just fell off and so we would, so we we would try to make ice cream but it never really got 100% frozen. <laughs> but yeah, went from there and then decided when we moved here and we're both like, our jobs suck why don't we just open an ice cream shop mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah neighborhood needs it we kind of felt yeah. like it was an underserved uh yeah. and i know that that's you know that's like a, mar uh, a marketing term more than anything else but but both sides of broadway are just filled with families and at that point broadway there wasn't much a lot of attraction on broadway i mean there was like obviously fancy tiger um you know all the bars and things like that it was definitely getting there but i think having something more family friendly drew more people out into the neighborhood so yeah much to Jim Norris's yeah. chagrin. Yeah, chagrin. <laughs> I, I was like, is that the word? <laughs> Read my mind there. And um, it's funny because we three, three Kings really was one of the, the one of the bars we went into, and we're like, this is the neighborhood for us. Yeah. And that's yeah. you know, absolutely. Originally. That is that's true with Paul. Yeah. Seeing, I think I was too late to see his band play. I don't remember if even anybody was still playing by the time uh, I got there after work and we hung out. And uh, we drink beers and we talked about doing stuff together that never worked, has yet to work out. Let's talk about that after we hit stop. But uh, so you guys opened up an ice cream shop. Mm -hmm. We went all all in and said, we think we know what we're doing and we think that the neighborhood could use it and we're going to give it a shot and we're smart enough to learn from our mistakes yeah. and we don't really give too much of a fuck about what other people say ice cream flavors should be. And you know this from having come in. We, we, yeah. We've set ourselves up that we're... We do a lot of traditional stuff, but we do a lot of yeah. non-traditional stuff. And I was, that helps us make a name for ourselves. I was sitting there the other day. It's one of those things if you walk by and there's not a line down the street, you're like, oh, well, I better go in there now. Mm -hmm. Especially and, this time of year. And I wanted to get three scoops of whatever chili ice cream it was. And the guy behind the counter was very gracious to go, you don't want three. <laughs> I'll give you two, and then we'll mix it with something else. And he's like, you don't want three. And sure enough, he was right. Um, because that, ch it, that chili, even still, or paradise, should have only gotten one scoop. But still, um, how, do you, how do you guys discover the recipes that you guys make? Um, a lot of them, it's trial and error. Yeah. You know, we... we at this point, we kind of know how ice cream works and can come up with recipes pretty quickly and easily. But at the beginning, it was um, we would use a lot of recipes from savory books or like um, ethnic cookbooks and things like that, and kind mm -hmm. of make more traditional foods into desserts. And yeah, trying to find like just different d different ideas of spice, different ideas of profile. I think some of that comes from uh, being in New York, where I mean, you can you can eat all anything, and you know the the flavor profile of your possible menu is is uh, infinite um and also just you know there's kind of a list of ice cream flavors and you know, there's chocolate and there's vanilla and there's some strawberry and butter pecan and that's you can only do some of these things or like chocolate and chocolate and chocolate double chocolate triple death by chocolate all that and you know having come from a bartending background we felt 
Whiskey ice cream, natural fit. Beer ice creams, absolutely. Go outside. That's okay. <laughs> just mad at something. Um, so yeah, we just kind of open it up, and we we've always placed a focus on trying to use local, locally made or locally sourced ingredients. Uh, and there's a there's a whole mentality that comes behind that, um, but that opens up a lot of different things for us. Where, you know, we just we just had a pickle ice cream, and it sounds insane, but it's there's the real dill. They're a local company. They're awesome guys. They make their own pickles. It's you know there's a lot of companies in Colorado that are making their own stuff, and it's worth supporting them. And so we oh let's try to make a pickle ice cream. Let's try to make it good, um, using certainly local beers from Bear Brewing, uh, True all the time. We'll have to get ratio in there at some point. Ratio, exactly. And the amount of beers, uh, breweries in Denver, it's just, it's hard to keep up. Well, that, that's a good topic. How, how, I mean, you guys kind of came before the brewery boom, mm-hmm. but how has that influenced what you guys are working on? It's It started with, you know, we've, we've always done beer ice creams. We actually opened up with beer ice creams. And at that point, you know, the, the local providers were Breckenridge, Great Divide, um, New Belgium, you know, places like Odell and Fort Collins that are, you know, now what we kind of consider the big boys because they've been around for five or ten years. You know, and some of those companies, especially Great Divide, like the people that run it are awesome and we look at them as a model for what our company can become. But now it's, you know, that was kind of the only places where you could go to to get locally brewed stuff. And since it's exploded, you know, we try to do local. So now it's like the three or four that are on Broadway. We try to use to talk to them. there's certainly some people that have approached us. I mean, I can't even keep up with, with breweries yeah. outside of the neighborhood at this point. And, you know, every day there's another one that I hear, and oh yeah, there's those guys are great, and I never get a chance to go. But because <laughs> you're working all the time, you're working all the time. How much do you work a week? Uh, you know, everything's changed this year with with little Opal coming. Can you say hi? <laughs> um, <laughs> So, it, you know, we previously were about 50, 50 hours a week generally, maybe a little more in the summer, less in the winter, of course. Uh, she was running the kitchen at the ice cream shop. I was running the front of house. Uh, so we always kind of had an opposite schedule, too. Um, and now we've expanded such that we have the ice cream shop. We have a separate production facility. She's running the factory a few hours every day, going in, running that crew. She comes home. I take care of the baby in the morning. Then we switch. I go to the ice cream shop. Right now, this time of year, I'm there probably close to 40 hours a week again. But through the, through the spring, when, when this one was even younger and needed um, even more supervision. Yeah, we had a lot of family time, which we're grateful <laughs> yeah, for. It was, we were really lucky to be able to arrange that we have some good people working with us. They could take care of things. We could get some time off to spend with her, which has resulted in, in, a, in a happy baby who already loves punk rock. Heck yeah. What's her bands? She loves Bouncing Souls. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Yep. That's she my loves, favorite band. She loves Op Ivy. I've been listening to a lot of Op Ivy with her. Um, listen to a lot, of, a lot of rap and hip-hop with her lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's been, she likes Flatbush Zombies. Nice. Oh. <laughs> Zombie so, rap. So, so in New York, and then you move here, you're going to Rocket from the Crib shows. You're going to Goldfinger shows. <laughs> yep. Less Than Jake shows. Less oh, than Jake. I love I Less too. Than Jake. God, yep. we got to talk later about how I can get all these bands into your shop because I can help you. Yes. And we're going to make all this happen. Um, we did. We did. I did deliver ice cream to the Less Than Jake bus God, at the yeah. Gothic once. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And we delivered ice cream to, to Ted Leo playing yes. once. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. jealous. Because our friend's band was uh, opening for them yep. when they played sized. here a few years ago. Oh, I 
familiar with Lion's Eyes. I don't know those guys. But anyway, no. but so you guys are like these young punk rock kids before you had a kid of your own. What kind of lessons did you take from that punk rock world and bring to the ice cream business? A lot of positivity. I also liked yeah. H2O a lot. And yeah. that yeah. his mentality, Toby's mentality, I think, was a really big thing. Very anthemic. Um, same with Bouncing Souls. It's just whatever you think you can do, you can do. Just do it. And oh, love it. believe in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I think punk rock, from the outside, people see it as a very, like, dirty, negative kind of thing. But it's really very positive and has very positive messages. And I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, I completely agree. It's the message of you can, you can, you can do whatever you want, and don't wait for somebody else to do it. Do it yourself. Make it yourself. And just because the status quo is this or that political status quo or uh, this, mu- you know, pop culture music status quo or or the ice cream status quo, there's kind of a way your people have always been making ice cream, and it's got a lot of artificial flavors and artificial colors, and we, you know, it was always our intent to not do it that way, and it comes from that mentality of. You see, when you go see punk rock bands when you're a kid, you see people just like you, yeah. uh, and that was that was always so empowering. Of it's just different from what you see on TV and all the fancy effects or, or any of that. It's just mm-hmm. these are guys that you write them letters and they write back. Um, they're riding around in a van and they they're just doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, yeah. You you take that mindset and you put it towards everything, whether you become a musician or not. I think that there's a lot of people that have recognized that. I think there's a lot of change in how things are being produced and how being being made and being appreciated. And I think more of that than people recognize comes from punk rock, comes from that mentality. I know DIY is a cliche, but it's it, right. it's true. I mean, I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I wouldn't be doing it if I hadn't decided one day to pick up a microphone, rip off Mark Marin. <laughs> you know, but and and but you're doing it. You're yeah. not you're not waiting for somebody else to produce the content. That, that you want to hear, you're just going to go do it. You said it better than I ever could. I'm going to steal that line. Please um, do. And, and so if there's a kid out there, like um, I'm sure you might not have been to Seventh Circle Music Collective, but I, I imagine one of those little kids listening to this going like, I want to do something. Starting an ice cream shop is a scary, scary thing. Starting anything is a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Going into debt is a scary, scary <laughs> thing. How did you find the courage to just do it? Had the confidence, the courage. I mean, some of that comes from us us being together. You know, I think yeah. I wonder if either one of us individually would have had the stones to go in. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we have each other as a support, as a built-in support network, and especially as a business owner, it's hard to find. You deal with a whole separate set of problems, and it's hard to find people to kind of to commiserate or to bounce things off with. And we and we always kind of naturally have that. You know, for for all the times that we're that we're butting heads, there's we get a lot more support out of it and you just you you watch other people you watch you watch bands play you see somebody open a business in new york just like wants to run a restaurant and they do this there there are some places that are more um open and supportive of like people starting their own businesses and i think we're lucky we've been in some of those places and and denver is one of those places now too but if you see other people do it why can't I? I'm just as smart and motivated and good looking as the rest of them. Well, maybe not the last one, but figure, you know, we have an equal shot at it too. Yeah. One thing I like about in everything I read, it's you two are partners. You're not married. I mean, 
probably yeah. somewhere, but you, I like the term partner mm-hmm. and what it represents and just hanging out with you guys. Like, it's, it's I, I don't really know what else to say other than I like it. I like <laughs> that you guys are partners. How We're important lucky. is that? It's very important. I think we rely on each other for a lot of things. I mean, both in the business and at home. Um, yeah, yeah, it takes a lot to juggle a, a, an infant and, a, and an expanding business, and um, it does require a yeah. lot of work. And the fact that we're that we trust each other and we respect each other, and like I know, I, I don't feel like I have to do everything. She doesn't feel like she has to do everything. I know that if she says she's going to take care of something, it's it's taken care of. Um, you know, so we have a lot of respect for each other, and yeah, we both kind of come from the same place. I mean, nice. yeah, I, I, I just. That language, partner. This is my partner saying. My partner saying wants to be in on this. That from the emails we had. Yeah. And oh uh, yeah. When we started talking about it, and and I mentioned so, it to her, she was like, "I need, I need to be." Yeah. I love punk rock music. I need to be part Let's of this. I love punk rock and podcasts. Nice. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we've had Mark Marin drop by. What? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah he's been that. in. I, I tried to get him in with me to interview him, and he would reply back to me. But that's okay. But yeah, so. Do we want to talk about here? Goldfinger. Let's talk more about Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah, I do. I had the flu really bad, and I was up late because you know when you're sick, you're awake at all hours of the night. And I'm watching 120 minutes, and here in your bedroom, the video of course. Yes. Yeah. Here in the bedroom, came on, and I'm sick. And I think it was the premiere of that video, and no doubts, um, just a girl. But the Goldfinger stuck with me. And yeah. I'm like, oh man requested it from the radio station a couple of days yep. later. It was like, I love that song. Let's play it. And I recorded it on yeah. the set. And here I am now because of that damn song. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the first band that I kind of took as my own. Like, I had bands that friends loved that I would, yeah. I also liked, but Goldfinger was like, this is it. I love mm-hmm. this. <laughs> I have a shirt of them somewhere. I wish I had worn it today. I don't know. That would be great. It's in a box somewhere. You've got a descendants on I can that's, actually, that's appropriate. I can show you a picture of me on stage what? with Goldfinger. This yeah. is so great for listening audience, <laughs> by the way. But we're Should bonding, we we're friends. Can we describe the image? Uh, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? That's funny. When we, so when Rocket from the Crypt retired for the first time, <laughs> we flew from New York to San Diego to see their final show. And it was the same thing. I had the flu so bad. I could barely stand up. And I don't think we even made it through the whole set, but... You can, there's there's a there's a they made a video of that and you can see me somewhere in it <laughs> losing my mind and just like pale sweat dreams yeah. sweaty <laughs> like so sick but you, you gotta go yeah. while you're loading that up let's chat some more let's let's just keep talking about punk rock because that's a good place to talk and um, what else I have all these like half-assed questions written down well let's see I mean Sam what we're some of your favorite shows that you remember. I mean, she used to go to like the all ages shows and, and yeah. drive, drive hours to go. To yeah, Worcester I mean, to we we went to every show in Boston. We went to the Middle East Club all the time. We oh, went to man. shows on Lansdowne. We went to shows, um, Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel in Rhode Island, Worcester. Yeah, the guy from American Nightmare used to sell Yankee Suck T-shirts on Lansdowne Street, which is right outside of Fenway. Um, the guy, the guy from Converge, also I think, I think those two guys both did it. So, yeah. Hell yeah. So, 
Is it is it safe to say that you probably wouldn't be sitting here if it hadn't been for those early punk rock days? Oh, that's a great photo. <laughs> um, I would I would say so. I mean, I think it definitely instilled a sense of confidence and positivity and a can-do attitude that you don't really get a lot of places. Definitely don't get that listening to Celine Dion. Right. She is favorite. My favorite. I, I get a can-do attitude from listening to Celine Dion. When I was growing up in, in Phoenix, there was there's not a whole lot of shows in Phoenix. Not a whole lot of bands get there, so I probably didn't see a whole lot until I'd come up to Denver area for college. And, and I met this guy Josh, who's actually he's still one of my best friends. He actually works for us every summer at the ice cream shop. Um, but we would go see shows here at Mercury Lounge. Nice. And, Go to see Bouncing Souls and the Queers. We saw the Queers at a, at a gay bar in Colorado Springs. Oh, the which underground, was, yeah. Yeah. That I, was, I, I lived in the Springs for a while. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Where where were you in the Springs? Just downtown. I worked for the Triple Nickel for years. Okay. If that means anything. JJ Nobody owns that bar. Yeah. I, I've seen the Nobodies. I've seen Pinhead Circus a bunch. Um, I never... I saw... The only time I saw four play here was when they opened up for Propagandi at the VFW wow. and it and it got shut down and the riot cops came. That legendary, legendary, legendary show. Yep, me and me and Josh and another friend Isaiah, we were we were there. I got shoved up against a car and threatened with arrest and all all of the good stuff a, a punk rock kid should yeah. experience, right? Alright. I mean there's experiences like that. You take you take some yeah. away from that too where it's you know, part of the same mentality is just because if somebody is an authority figure doesn't necessarily mean they're right. And when you yeah. you see cops like using billy clubs on fifteen year old kids and it doesn't seem right and you you, you kinda walk away from that if you're lucky to walk away from that and you go, All right, you know, I'm gonna take my shots to make my own to make my own rules about it. And don't necessarily believe what everybody tells you. You believe yeah. what you what you know to be true. And here you are, you're kind of a pillar of the community of sorts. Of of sorts, yeah. How I don't know what kind of community that is, but yeah, or what it says about the community. Well, in in let's let's talk more about ice cream. Like you guys are in Whole Foods now. Yes, that's a recent thing. That was a big next step in the way we want to yeah. grow this business. I mean, we want to. We we could have decided to stand pat and say, "Great, an ice cream shop. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, it's successful enough. We pay the bills." That's all we want to do. You could have opened um, another shop down the street anywhere. But we could have decided to open up to other shops. Back. We decided. Um, we decided against that. There, it's there's a lot of money yeah. that goes into that, and there's a lot of staff that goes into that, and we we love our staff, yeah. but there, I, there's a reason that I'm that I'm going gray too, and yeah. one of them is plenty. Um, and so yeah, we decided to expand this way and do more wholesale and get ourselves into more stores, more restaurants. Uh, we can really expand and get our. We think it's an awesome product, and we want it to get into more people's hands, and that's the best way yeah. for us to do it. So well, this is like stage two of nationwide domination. <laughs> this is your national tour. This is you taking the band on tour. That's exactly right. We've got a van. It's got a broken mirror and everything. <laughs> we just need to get enough ice cream in it. Did you ever play in any bands at all? Uh, you know, I, I would play with friends, and we'd play in the basement. Yeah. Uh, we'd play at like parties every once in a while. Never was never was in a group that we would go play shows anywhere. Um, we just talked about Whole Foods. So how scary is this growth for you guys? 
I mean, I don't think the growth is, I don't think the growth is scary. I think it's really exciting. Um, I think just what we were talking about earlier, the debt is scary and just having mm -hmm. to maintain the growth. And mm. I think this is the first time that we've really had to, we've always had people come to us and want our ice cream. And now we're, we're being a little more proactive and trying to find other people to come in and get our ice cream. Mm. So that's, and it's, it's been a challenge. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ice cream shops now. Yeah. Well, there's, well, there's that, there's certainly that too, where it's, it's, a. We're now one of the leaders, you know, one of the one of the originals, and there are definitely more people who are tr are taking that same message and saying, "Fuck that, I can do that," yeah. you know, and that's that's a good thing. Still hard for me not to be super competitive about yeah. it, yeah. Uh, but even just the challenge of getting into a, a into a more corporate, um, large scale establishment like Whole Foods, we've had to make changes to our packaging and make changes to our insurance coverage and all these things that you never you never think about, and you know, you we. We'd opened, we'd kind of figure out what we were doing, and we got into a place where it uh, takes a lot of work, but we were relatively comfortable with what we were doing. And this was putting us out of our comfort zone again and dealing with a whole nother level of uh, either red tape or um, financial just like buying in. I mean, you have to spend a lot of money on redesigning packaging and all that stuff. And I, I always like the, hello, my name is yeah. Strawberry, whatever, you know. Yeah. That was that was kind of an accidental idea, but it turned out to be uh, a happy accident, and it really, I think, for a long time, embodied, you know, how we went about things and how handmade everything was. And it's not not pretentious. It's just, yeah, here's what it is. We don't call anything. There's not doesn't have a bunch of goofy names on it. Just is what it is. Here's our ice cream, um, and now we've you know that fits so us for so long. I mean, for so long, all of those labels were literally handwritten by us uh, until yeah. we got to the point where you'd, you know, you'd work 10 hours, then you'd come home and sit and write, write labels with Sharpies for two hours. And it just got, it got really old. And that doesn't work too well at Whole Foods. No, no, yeah. that definitely wouldn't pass. Yeah. So yeah, now we've kind of, we've updated the packaging, new information and new design. It looks very Colorado. It looks very. I mean, it's got a lot of the same elements that we love because it's mountains and animals and it looks good. Lots of bright colors and it's very distinctive. When I worked at Whole Foods, like it was the one that jumped off the shelf good. more than all the other ones. Which that's what we yeah. tried to do. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I would all often tell customers, I'm "Like, oh, this is the best ice cream you'll ever have." Like, oh, it, it was funny because like you guys are a Denver institution now. Yeah, and how many people would be like, "Yeah, I've never even heard of it." Yeah. Like, that's actually something that still makes me mad. <laughs> and for, for no good reason, there's well, no... people in the neighborhood who will be like, oh, I've never come in. And you're just like... Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an, not because yeah. of, like, we think we're great. Just like, it's ice cream. How are yeah. you not here all the time? Mm -hmm. Well, how does it feel? Like, when you guys... I mean, I'm sure it's stressful. But when you have that line down the street, it's like... It's got to feel good, right? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You, you take a lot of pride in it. Yeah. And and the, yeah, the fact that we put it together ourselves and we're yeah. doing it the way we want to, and then people respond to that, you do you take you take an immense amount of pride in that, it, and it uh, it's a good business to be in. You, I'm not trying to, yeah. we're not trying to you know sell you insurance or or uh, or force um, you know a gutter repair on you or something that you don't want. Like people come in to be happy, and it's it's such a positive place. I, I know my vegan friends are very happy with the vegan selection there. Great. Vegan ice cream is the best. And I had some vegan ice cream the other day. Not my favorite, but I was like, damn, this is good. She works. Sam did a lot of work on that. Yeah. Putting together a, a base recipe that 
is a good vegan ice cream that has a good texture and a good quality to it and a good flavor and is that the goal was always it's good enough that people that aren't necessarily vegan or choosing a dairy-free diet for whatever reason they're still they're still going to order it you know everybody can order it and everybody can go oh this is good you know it doesn't have to be a a a niche product that's that's only tasty for a small amount of people but that can't have anything else and it works well and like i said i like it as much as you can like vegan ice cream you know and and those people are definitely appreciative of it too and um Mm -hmm. what's next for you guys what do you guys got coming up i mean you guys just added the uh, production facility congratulations i think now we'll try to grow the family yeah. I think kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, grow the business in this state that it's in, and then have another kid, having another kid. Yeah. Hopefully, do some traveling. I mean, these last twelve months have been a real, real evolution, taking taking big, giant steps forward, and and going all in and dunking yourself in the deep end of the pool. Yeah. So for a little while, that's at least got to settle. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's scarier, uh, taking out that huge loan or having a kid? The loan. The loan. <laughs> yeah. The kid's the best. She's the best. She's so she's fun. She's pretty great. I like yeah. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll over at two in the morning, which is kind of She's a happy baby. Yeah. But yeah, she's, there's nothing scary about her. There's very little scary about her. That's cool. That means you guys did it at the right time. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, I mean, we're older idea. for sure, so, and I think that's nice. We're not stressed out. And yeah, we were lucky to... <laughs> well, there's, there's our first child. Yeah. We we were lucky to be able to to, to plan things we way, the way we wanted and and we had Opal at the end of uh, the fall, the very beginning of the slow season. So we were able to take some time away from work and you know still pop in every once in a while, make sure things were going on, take care of bills and payroll and all that, all the fun stuff, all the office stuff. But we were really able to spend some time with her when she was first born, you know. And if we'd had a baby in July. You'd never see her. I, I wouldn't. She would never see me. Unless she was working the register yet. And that'll be soon enough. Oh, oh boy. Well, cool. So, what's next in your... Uh, do you guys have any immediate plans for your quest of world domination? Let's see. Well, we're going to start shipping nationwide what? this winter, nice. ideally. I mean, fingers crossed as long as everything goes well. Mm-hmm. So. The goal is to get ice cream into everybody's hands. Nice. And one of the ways for us to do that is to be able to ship it directly to people's houses. And you can live in Florida or Nebraska or, well, maybe not Hawaii. I shouldn't Probably say that. Probably not. Lower but you can live somewhere and say, I would love to get this ice cream. So that's that's our next step for the business, and we're hoping to we're hoping to arrange that within the next twelve months or so. Did Hopefully sooner squirrel? if we're lucky. Did you see that squirrel? Go get that squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, any shows coming up? I know you have the kid, you got the business. You guys go. Yeah, see it's games gotten later. different. Well, I got to go see Rocket a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a that was a gift from her. Uh, <laughs> and that was awesome. That show was incredible. Yeah, I left before they played. I had that too many. Adult beverages. Um, uh, what was it? Sports night that played before. Yeah, it's like uh, Lucas sports. and major, major sports. sports. Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. They're playing. Um, no, they played last night. I saw him last night. Lucas was wearing one of our shirts nice. when he was drumming. I was like, oh man, that's he's got an Op Ivy shirt on. That's awesome. I walked by his old house on the way here today. Oh, nice. I just sold because 
you know, this neighborhood's growing. He's like, <sighs> neighborhood's growing. I'm going to buy my kids a house. Yeah. Or a front yard. Yeah, him and Maddie. and um, But I don't think there's any any shows on the horizon. I, I mean, mean UMS, UMS is coming next week. Yeah. Spells will be playing UMS. Yes, oh, that's true. We always go see. They're playing high dive on Saturday night, like yeah. prime time. And yeah. we love seeing spells. I'd love to get a chance to see it. But we'll see. My job. You guys job, will be super busy. We're, yeah, we're super busy. She is working. I'm home with the kids, so it's probably... Yeah, I've actually future. never gotten to see a whole lot of UMS shows, or really ever see any. Like Mud Honey played a couple years ago, and I really wanted to go see them, but that's just one of the busiest weekends of the shop, and my job is to make sure that th- that place is going. So uh, I very rarely see any of those shows, yeah. um, which is too bad. But the festival is a lot of fun. A lot of people come down. It's a crazy weekend. I mean, I presume you've you've yeah. been around for UMS and seen some of that stuff happening too. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna, we got. We're gonna go see what Dolly Parton at Red Rocks. What? <laughs> I want to go to that. Actually, we're not, but oh. it'd be cool. Can, can you say? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Say hi. <laughs> oh, she's sweet. She is sweet. Oh, there she goes. Her first, her first appearance of stardom. Oops. Drop the mic, and she's out. Perfect. Literally, she's perfect. <laughs> Well, cool, guys. Well, uh, I'll get out of your chair now. I think we covered everything. Anything else you guys want to talk about? I mean, how did you start doing this? How did you How did you end up? Well, when like I, learning about punk rock, loving punk rock. Um, that's for another day. But I'll I'll tell you the quick story is yeah, quick story is good. Goldfinger. I was like, hey man, I was a BMX kid, obsessed with BMX bicycles and videos. Dropping microphones and uh, I've got a, a BMX hanging underneath the, the garage out back. That's an, an inherited. I, I need a new one. Mine's. I should. 19. I should. Yeah. I should sell you or give you the one that we've got. Sweet. And then like, oh man, she likes that microphone. But no, and then uh, we started doing punk zines when I was like eighteen and. That I worked a bullshit warehouse job and was like, I hate. I guess I. You hate bullshit warehouses? I I worked at a bullshit warehouse job and I'd listen to everything I'd listen to on my iPod and was like, Henry Rollins was listening to Henry Rollins' spoken word and was like, I can uh, listen to every Henry Rollins spoken word and like, this is great. And was like, I can get podcasts that are like this. And went iTunes and typed in Henry Rollins and yeah. found Mark Marin interviewing Henry Rollins and went, oh. Henry Rollins can talk. He's an I, amazing talker. I can do this too. <laughs> it's that punk rock thing. And like, you know, we'd done the zines when I was younger and I was like, I can, I can still do this. And next thing you know, six months later, I'm like, I should. I couldn't find the podcast I wanted to listen to. Now there's tons of them just like this. And I was like, I can't find the thing I want to listen to. So I, same as you, started mm-hmm. it on my own. And that's that's what I really like about you guys is you guys started an ice cream shop because there wasn't anything here and you liked it. And at the time when I started this, there wasn't anything like this. So I was like, let's let's make it happen. And that's Yeah, you were before the, the podcast explosion. Yeah, well, around it, but yeah. You've at least you've witnessed it at least. Yeah. In the middle of it, so here we are. That's funny. The 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 screensaver on the computer at work is actually a picture of Henry Rollins 
from when he was a teenager working at a Hagen dazs in Washington, oh, yeah. D.C., him and Ian MacKay, right. um, just causing trouble. So how do we get Henry Rollins in the sweet action? Next time he's in town, we'll have to like invite him. That's a good question. Yeah, he could do a guest scoop. Yeah. Oh, my God, that would be a ton of fun. Sure, you would love that. <laughs> you, you can actually email him. He he will write you back and like uh, chat with you. And he's yeah, really to hear him tell it, he spends a lot of time responding to yeah to emails and oh, I I, I don't I, know how well. I mean, he I know he travels all the time. He travels well. Um, I feel like he's got a very set routine and very set schedule. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if bedtime allows for. <laughs> I feel like he's up early and and um, we could get him to the ice cream shop. Yeah. Cool. Well, oh, yeah. When he's in town, we should do that. When Goldfinger's around, we'll man, that can be that can be a hey, whole. Darren. That could be, it could be a whole staff. It could be a whole guest staff. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna hit stop on this. Anything else you wanna hit? say before I hit stop? Just thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. Thank it's, you. It's, we'll do this more. Things are busy, and you just keep moving forward. You don't get a lot of chance to go. Yeah, where we came from, what we listen to, all those things that inform what we do. Um, it's important. And yeah, I do hope somebody gets to listen to this and goes, yeah, I could, I could do something like that too. So thanks for the opportunity. Even me, I'm like, wait, I can do what? No. All right, man. Chia, Sam, so much fun. Thank you. Opal. Tons of fun. Thank you. <laughs> all right, buddies. Weren't those two just the loveliest people? I, I got to tell you, I just, it was such a wonderful experience. I'm still just like in awe of how great they were. I, I, I know I said at the top of the hour, but I want to say it again, that I really need to find like some kind of girlfriend or significant other and like so we can hang out and have like couples nights with Sam and Chia because I liked hanging out with them so much, hanging out, talking about music and just general, you know, how down to earth and how cool they are and, and how successful they're going to be. And that's probably why they are so successful it's just how down to earth and how cool they are and wonderful 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 people so sam chia opal lamar thanks for welcoming me into your home and being so warm and gracious and also thanks for coming to denver and making such a great ice cream shop for all of us to enjoy if you haven't visited sweet action ice cream i highly 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 recommend it this is a good weekend for the ums weekend um they're going to be cranking out ice cream all weekend long i don't think they're an official stop i know we just talked about that in an episode but i already forgot so visit them they're uh sitting at 52 Broadway, right across the street from Fancy Tiger and uh, that hip, cool, used uh, clothing store that I I conveniently have forgotten. (laughs) But right down the street from the high dive and all the fun. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you're hearing this right now, on Thursday, July 28th, we're going to be doing a Mostly Harmless Punk Rock Talk Show all about birthdays because, as I mentioned earlier, I turned 35 in a couple in a week. I'm scared shitless. I don't have a job currently, and I am currently like freaking out because my life is over halfway over. <laughs> so join us at Mutiny Information Cafe for free beer, some cake, maybe some ice cream, and uh, listen to us uh, drink and be ridiculous and talk about birthdays. And thanks to our longtime sponsor, Ratio Beer Works, RatioBeerWorks.com, for all their love and support of the show. I really don't know if I would be doing it still without their love. <laughs> and uh, be be on the lookout for some new videos from the Ratio Sessions. We have stuff from Teenage Bottle Rocket and Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids coming up soon. And uh, maybe we'll get in sweet action ice cream and make some sweet action ice cream sessions happen soon. I don't know. Well, no, I don't know. We'll see. So, all right, buddies. Uh, normally, I end every episode with a song. 
And, you know, we talked a lot about Goldfinger, so we might as well end it with my favorite Goldfinger song, Here in Your Bedroom, the song that made all my whole life go straight downhill into this void of punk rockness or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so let's listen to Here in Your Bedroom from Goldfinger's self-titled album. And again, Sam Chia, thanks for everything. Go visit Sweet Action Ice Cream. Buy them in your local uh, Whole Foods. Coming soon, worldwide, right now, just in Colorado. And uh, buddies, we'll see you in the funny pages. You take care now.